Welcome to the Big Leads Press Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Phillips, for today's episode. And we're doing something a little different today. We've got an exclusive with a guy you've heard on this podcast before, Matt Miller. He was the lead NFL draft writer and analyst for Bleacher Report for a decade. And he announced a few weeks ago that he is moving on to something else. And Matt has been nice enough to come on and tell us what he's going to be doing next. We love Matt. We love his stuff. And we are really excited as much as you are just to hear where he's going next and what he's going to do. He's got a lot of projects in the works. We'll talk about that, but I want to know from a writing perspective and, and just with his life, what he's moving on and doing next. So Matt, welcome to the show again. Uh, we will link the first episode because I really loved it. And I thought it was a great story. You were, you were telling great stories about your beginning, but thanks for showing up today. We're really excited to have you. No, thanks for making time for me and a little different circumstances this time around, but uh, nonetheless, it's good to see you again. Good to talk to you again. And, and I'm excited to you know, tell you and, and your audience and everybody else kind of what, what the future uh, has in store. I'm, I, you know, I'm excited to hear because I don't know behind the scenes stuff. I don't know what's going on next. So I'm going to learn with the audience. Uh, Matt, why don't you just go into to what your plan is moving forward? Because your last day of Bleach Report is, is at the end of the year. I know we're going to be releasing this after Jan- the start of January, but we're talking a little bit before. So uh, just tell me what, what's next for you. Yeah, you know, I filed my last article, Bleacher Report, on December 21st, and it was it was bittersweet. It was weird to write that, you know, that this is the last thing I'm ever going to publish at, at BR after 10 years there. So, uh, you know, back in the summer, I, I kind of looked at the landscape of sports media. I looked at the, the direction that Bleacher Report was going in and decided that it was time for me to do something different. And with all the, you know, thanks and appreciation for BR giving me my start uh, and, and really feeling like, you know, with the old guard there of David Finocchio and Joe Yanarella guys like that, I felt like we really built something and that, that I had a big part in building, you know, that company to where it, it is now, which is, is crazy. But I'm, I kind of looked at where things are right now and, and trusted my, my instincts a little bit. And I want to go right like I used to. I want to be able to cover football the way that I care about it and the way that I think a lot of my audience cares about it, where, you know, there's actual reporting. There's some journalism involved. You know, getting back to giving people the mock drafts and the scouting reports and the player rankings they want. And, you know, I understand, like, Bleacher Report's a business, and they have a model that works really, really well. You know, last year, the 2020 NFL draft, I wrote 400 scouting reports, and, and I think people had a hard time finding those. And so I want to get back to people being able to find my work. And so I looked at the landscape and, and talked to a lot of different people of, you know, you can go to a network, but you might get lost in that shuffle because there's some really talented people at those spots. You know, sure. you're not going to take Mel Kuyper's job. You're not going to take Daniel Jeremiah's job. Right. And so and then looking at the way I still consider myself a writer, first and foremost, I don't I don't know if you know that comes across a lot with all the well, other doing things a, you have to do now. Media. Yeah, you're doing yeah. a lot of multimedia now. You've got a radio right. show. You've got a podcast. You got, you've done multiple podcasts right. you've done video. So, yeah, of course, you, you, so those I, roots are yeah. still there, though. Right. But I still, yeah, that's what I still love to do is to entertain and educate an audience by writing. And uh, again, I I took a lot of meetings and and really tried to figure out what I want to do because after 10 years in this business, that's what I want to get back to is like what, what I want and giving my audience what I think they want. So I'll actually be launching a site on Substack, uh, which is a pretty new platform, but I'm super excited about one of my best friends in the industry, Tyler Dunn has actually Uh, launched over there as well. And so talking to them, talking to people who've worked on that platform, I'm excited about that because I have no boss. I have no corporate sponsor. I have no ads, nothing. I I get to actually write the things that I care about. And, you know, with that, obviously, with there not being pop-up ads and and no clickbait, there's 
it, it will be a subscription service. It'll be a very, very affordable service. It's like, you know, uh, if you go to a, a bar and buy a beer, it's going to be about that a month. So one less beer a month and you get to read all the stuff you want. Of course, a lot of it will be free. And especially in the beginning, it will all be free. But I just feel like there's a there's an appetite for good, uh, in-depth, real uh, journalism and reporting and, and analysis around the NFL, college football, and the NFL draft. So all the things that I think people got to know me for over the last 10 years that, and I'll admit, I've, I've had people say like, why don't you write as much as you used to? Well, when you work for a big company like Bleacher Report, you write when you're told to, you don't write as much as you want to. And for sure. And you know, Ryan, like, and this is not a knock on them. You lose some control over what you write about even because they want, they want to make money. They want people to read those articles. And so I'm excited to be able to get back to my roots a little bit of covering football the, and covering the stories that I care about and not, not always chasing the headline or, or what's going to trend on Twitter. For sure. And, and look, anybody in this business who's worked for a bigger company knows that you, there's give and take where you give something up a little bit for the platform. You know, to have that big platform, you give something up. I do think that you've built enough of a name for yourself that you can make a move like this, though. I mean, you, you know, you've, you've built equity over a decade. And, and I feel like, you know, if people want to hear from the guy who criticized their picks on Madden, they're going to go see your... That's the hope, right? You know, and, and no, but I think that it's certainly in this space, you have built up enough equity where I think this is actually, you know, this is kind of what I was hoping you would do yeah. because I, I, I want to dig down and, and read uh, your old uh, analysis. I mean, uh, for people who don't know, I worked at Bleacher Report for a while and got to edit Matt's articles and it was always a blast because I got to learn so much from those. It wasn't just, you know, you get lost in the edit because you're reading it, you know, you're reading yeah. it like, like, a, like an interested party. So um, I think that's awesome that you are, you are moving out and, and sort of going out on your own. You're right. Uh, guys like Tyler Dunn and, and other people in this space have done that and, and produced great content. So uh, I'm excited to see what you do. Um, how hard was it to leave Bleacher Report? I mean, it's a, when, anytime you leave anywhere, it's a security blanket that you have and you've sort oh, yeah. of built up a reputation with attached to that site. Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult was that decision to make? It's honestly, like, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do to make that decision. And I knew, uh, you know, two years ago when I signed my last contract, I knew that things that I really needed to kind of monitor where things were going because I wasn't sure the direction the Bleach Report was going. And I, I had conversations with the people who were in charge at the time about, you know, I really need to see a commitment to the sport that I love. I need to see a commitment to the NFL, the NFL draft, college football. And, you know, unfortunately, the powers that be decided that that wasn't the direction they wanted to go. You know, we've seen, uh, I know you guys have covered things like BR Mag being you know, shut down, people like Tyler Dunn being let go. Uh, and so you start to see, you know, a shift there in, in just what they are prioritizing. And that's okay. Like, again, they, they want to make money. They have, they have bosses that they have to report to. And so that was when, for me, I just, I, I really tried to have an honest conversation with myself. And like you said, it was hard. You know, I went from working in social media marketing, dreaming about writing about football to having a career that, I mean, it, I used to daydream about it, my real job. And so to leave the security blanket of the platform, you know, there is some, you know, cash data saying, oh, I work at Bleacher Report. People know what that is. You know, there's, there's definitely a status that comes with that. Giving that up was a hard thing of now saying, well, I'm a writer. You know, I write about football and, and you lose that a little bit. That's tough. You know, the, I'm completely going out on a limb here. You know, uh, as far as sports journalists go, I'm, I'm very self-made. You know, I don't, I don't have the, you know, the fallback of, okay, well, I'll be okay if, if this doesn't work. It's, it's completely 
it's a big gamble, but I'm excited about that because I made that same choice when I quit a, a really good job to work at Bleacher Report for $400 a month back in the day, you know, and, and it was a gamble and a risk. And a lot of people told me not to do it, but it ended up being one of the best things that, is, that has ever happened. So I'm hopeful that this will be the same way. And I'm, I know I'm asking a lot of people who enjoy my work to support journalism, to actually, you know, pay a little bit each month to care about the fact that somebody's out there like grinding and working and trying to give you the best product possible, you know, without slideshows, without clickbait, without ads, without, you know, a video interrupting you trying to scroll through an article. So it is, it's a gamble, but uh, like you said, I, I hope that over the last 10 years, I've built up enough of a community uh, to where, where people will follow that like they did, you know, with the stick to football podcast that I was doing at Bleacher Report or like they do with my articles or like they do on Twitter. Uh, you just hope that your audience cares enough to go with you. So also just to add in where people can, can see and hear you, you're, you're doing mic'd up a show in Joplin, Missouri, uh, two to four on Fox sports Joplin. Uh, and you said you're planning to do before we got on, you said you're planning to do that more often now because of yeah. fewer commitments. It was something that we, we started. And I mean, you know, well that, you know, several years back bleach report hired my younger brother to basically be my scouting right. assistant to write scouting reports with me to break down film with me. Uh, we eventually pulled him in to be part of stick to football where he was on there you know, three times a week with this doing tailgate tour, um, you know, with, with Connor Rogers, who was a big part of that as well. And, and so we were looking at, you know, my younger brother was a teacher full time and it was okay. You're, you're too busy to be a teacher anymore. We got to find avenues and platforms to where, you know, this can be successful and you can focus on sports full time. And I, I love doing radio as a guest and I filled in for some people, you know, back in the, the bleach report, serious XM days, you know, filling in, I really mm -hmm. enjoy being able to talk about baseball and talk about basketball and, and talk about, you know, the things that getting out of my lane a little bit, being able to talk about the Royals, you know, and so local radio is really fun for that because you, you don't, again, you don't have to scream into a microphone or pretend to be Stephen A. Smith. You can talk about what, you know, the people around you care about, which, you know, I live in an area that's dominated by high school football. There's some powerhouse programs. So you get to talk about high school football. You can talk about the Kansas city Royals and, and mix in, you know, stories, from covering football for a decade. So it, that's really fun for me. It's, it's not so much work. And then uh, we have kind of soft launched a new podcast that will uh, not replace stick to football because I don't think that's possible, but you can't live in this space right now and not have a podcast. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you know, once people can start commuting again, that will be great. Yeah. We're on uh, one right now, by the way. So right. it's, yes, it's you totally... have to have one. Yeah. Right. And so uh, we launched, we soft launched this a couple months back and really started as like, well, I have a contract that I can't break. And so we're going to talk a lot of like sports culture and then transition to it being a football slash draft podcast. It's called two guys are on a podcast, which I know you and I've talked. Uh, if you're old, like Ryan and I, you know that that's a reference to a TV show that was pretty amazing back in the I day. Looked, I looked it up, launched in 1998 and launched the career oh, of, Ryan, of Ryan Reynolds. Right. Two guys are on a pizza really place. Yeah. So uh, it's a little bit of a throwback to that, but it's fun. It's different it, than stick to football, uh, but it's, it, it's still going to be football talk. Yeah. And that, that podcast is really fun. It's, it's you and your brother Marshall and Paige Coon, who is, I think great. Uh, she's fantastic. And I think it's a great mix with the three of you. So I think you guys really have something there. Um, and it'll be fun to see where that goes uh, just as a, as a, a fan. Um, yeah. And, and Ryan, something that people don't know because, you know, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic or hopefully at the end of one and we haven't been able to talk about it is that, you know, we brought on Boulevard Brewing Company as our, our main sponsor of Two Guys That Grow On A Podcast. And when I pitched this to them, one of the big things was they loved the tailgate tour that we did at Bleacher Report. And I can tell you that as long as we can safely do it in 2021, 
we're going to be back on college campuses throwing tailgates and it's going to be Boulevard beers and seltzers and, and all the stuff that they do that's so amazing and getting back out there and interacting with people and having a good time and talking football like that's going to happen as soon as we can safely do it. So that's something that we're really excited about is being able to get back out. You know, we had like 2000 people come to a tailgate in Madison, Wisconsin. So great college town that again, one of the best, right. And we might make it to Bloomington. Who knows? We'll see if your Hoosiers keep kicking ass like they have been, we might be there. If you make it to Bloomington, Matt, I will be there. All right. That is my promise to you. And I'll I'll bring everybody I know. Um, So for you, does this feel like you're entering a new personally? Does it feel like you're entering just a new world or do you think it's going to feel like going back to what you used to do? I mean, how does this, is it a combination of the two? What do you, what are you feeling? It's definitely a combination. I'm excited because I I'm able to do the things I want to now. I've had a couple of those moments of, you know, for the last 10 years, I've had to do certain things and now it's, Oh man, I get to do this the way I, I want to. And I shouldn't say the last 10 years or really the last five years. It's been, things have changed. You know, you have a, a large, uh, you know, corporate owner and you have to do things to you know show them a bottom line, but getting back to some of those early days where, you know, it would be the, that core bleacher report group would be like, what do we want? You know, what do we want to give people? And, you know, a lot of the things that I feel like I became known for came from those conversations, whether it was the NFL 1000 project where we ranked a thousand players or, you know, NFL draft 400, which is still, kind of a thing, you know, of, of ranking and, and rank scouting reports on the top 400 draft prospects, things like that are going to be, I think, not the NFL 1000. I would never do that again. But, you know, getting <laughs> back to getting back to actually, you know, breaking down players and covering football and, and you know, I, I'm so interested in, I know draft fans are, you know, the rumors and the news that go on behind the scenes that might not be that sexy to a Bleacher Report or a Warner Media but they are the hardcore draft fans, you know, the yeah. fans who want to know what are the Cleveland Browns thinking? What are you hearing? What are those rumors? Those, I think those are the things that, that I will enjoy getting back to, you know, using those connections in the league to educate and entertain the audience of, Hey, here's what's, here's kind of what's happening behind the scenes and here's who these players are. And here's why your team should care about them. And, and that's the stuff that I'm, I'm really excited about just covering the draft the way it, I, the way I feel like it kind of used to be. Yeah, and, and here's here's a sort of behind-the-scenes thing for listeners who don't know this. There are two tentpole events that generate tons of traffic for websites every year that people do not expect when I tell them about that. They think it's the Super Bowl. They think it's the World Series. They think No, the two tentpole events that drive the most traffic are the NFL Draft and NBA Free Agency because yeah. of the rumors, because of the speculation. And the reason why is everybody wants to know what's next for their team. What, cause everybody thinks the future is bright. Like even the, even jets fans think in right. some part of their mind, we're going to get better someday. And so they want to know about the new players that are coming in and they want to know, do we have a chance at this guy? Do we have a chance at that guy? And it just drives tons of traffic. And it's the most, honestly, the reason why I love it and why I feel it is because it's very hopeful. You're very hopeful. Oh, without a doubt. Everybody yeah. on draft day thinks they got the best draft, you know? And then of course people yep. like Matt go in and tell you, no, they did not. They absolutely <laughs> right. did not. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite things in sports because of that. I like March madness. Cause that's just crazy and fun and whatever, but I love the hopefulness of it's like spring training in baseball. I love that everybody has a chance, you know? And so exactly. unless and you're it, a Royals fan, uh, yeah. of course. Right. Hey, right. you got your world series, man. I'm a Padres right. fan. We're, <laughs> um, but you know, so I, I do find draft stuff interesting, and that's why I love interacting with you because you're such a passionate, focused guy on that. Um, and so I'm very excited to see what you're going to do. 
Uh, one commitment I'm going to get out of you right now, draft time, you're coming back, right? And we're going to talk. Is that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, and, good. And you know, the other side of this is, you know, we've talked a lot about how I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm going to keep doing the podcast, two guys going on a podcast. I'm going to be writing on a, a Substack site. It'll be uh, thedraftscout.com. Um, can't put NFL in there. The, the league gets a little mad about that. Yeah, they do. So uh, very close to my Twitter handle. But, uh, you know, and then I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to land, where people will be able to watch me, because that was a big part of what I did at Bleacher Report, too, is the live draft show. And, you know, we used to do Facebook Live once, a, once or twice a week leading up to the draft. And so I'm trying to figure that next step out. And, you know, in the month of January, I, I should you know, be able to tell people exactly where they'll be able to watch my draft coverage. But, uh, yeah, I'm, dude, that's the thing that's so exciting to me, because I feel like everyone loves the draft. And there aren't very many people who are fortunate enough to do it full time. You know, there's a lot of like beat right. reporters are amazing. And I don't know how they do what they do, but they have to start covering the draft in like January or February. There's a, there's a small amount of people that are able to really do it full time. And, and so I'm excited to be able to do that in the way that I think my audience wants it to happen. So I got to ask before you get out of here, cause I know you got a hard out real quick is where does Trevor Lawrence rank on your all time scouting QB rankings? He's going to be at the top. And so I, I, you know, one of my first years at Bleacher Report was 2012. That was Andrew Luck. And right. I thought I was there. Then. Andrew, yeah. say like Andrew is, is really, really, really good. But you would always be like, but like the arms, not that great. And you'd be, ah, oh, you didn't really play anyone at Stanford. So you had kind of two things that, that if you were going to have a critique, it was those two things with Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what it is. You know, I really don't know. I, I can't, I, uh, I leaked some of my early scouting notes on him the other day. I put them up on Instagram and the cons, you know, paragraph is, is really a stretch. It's, there's not a whole lot there. It's, if you His go hair's back, not you know, always straight. Right? It's, right. <laughs> it's, he's too mature. He's too much of a leader. Uh, he's, he's really, really special. And the thing I always tell people is when you say that someone like Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect you've ever seen, you're not saying he's going to be better than Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, right. but you're saying that he has, he has the fewest doubts that you've ever seen in a player. He has the most positives to the fewest negatives. It's still, you know, the, the NFL draft is like playing the stock market. You're, there's right. still a chance that something could, could not work out. And especially, you know, when you're going to one of the worst teams in the league by virtue of the first pick. So, but it's, it, he's really, really special. I'm excited to see what Jacksonville can build around him. You know, they got a lot of free agents like DJ Chark. They got to figure out, but, uh, man, it's going to be fun. And now we get to see if it's going to be, you know, maybe Urban Meyer, uh, who's there coaching, coaching Trevor Lawrence. I know there's something a lot of people are talking about. So I'm excited for that. You know, the, the team building aspect of the draft is my favorite part to just well, see and, how, how franchises view their future. And, and as you and I both know from studying the draft over the years, I mean, you obviously more than I, but as a casual viewer, you know, it's not just about talent. It's about development too. And it's about getting the right Absolutely. coaches and everything. And that, you know, you have great draft prospects who, disappeared because they didn't get the right development. So uh, I'm excited to, to read you talking about that, Matt. That is something I've done for years, casually, professionally, whatever. Uh, you're one of the best at it, and it is, it is always a blast to read your analysis. I'm excited for you that you're on this new venture, uh, and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to see what you do with it, man. I, uh, you're a, a self-made uh, writer in this business. You did not get handed anything and uh, seeing you branch out on your own is going to be a lot of fun, man. So I, I look forward to it. Everybody should check out Matt's new site. Give us the, give us the URL again. Yeah, it's super easy. It's going to be thedraftscout.com. So, and, and, and February 11th is my official 
uh, start date. So there's gonna be a little bit of time that people can go ahead and sign up um, and, and you'll get updates as soon as they can start rolling out. So I'm excited for it, man. Thank you for all your support and give me a little bit of time today. Uh, of course, man. And, and you can come on anytime. We love having you and it's always a great conversation. So Matt Miller, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, really excited. There's going to be an article attached to this. You can find all the information about Matt's site and his other projects. Please check it out. He is uh, as good as it gets in this arena. So thanks, Matt, for, again, for coming on. You bet, buddy. Thank you. Thank you.